Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Sacked in the Morning, the football podcast that's a little bit more up to speed this time around. It is our prediction show, so we're uh, we we tend to do it just after the close of the transfer window, and the transfer window closed just over a week ago, so it's kind of close. <laughs> so the problem is, is that the uh, the guests I have. Um, that I do this show with all have uh, jobs and families and ugh, other interests. God, they are not dedicated to the course. So, that being said, how about we introduce some of these uh, uh, part-timers? I am joined this time by, in order on my screen, gentlemen, there is no particular order. Phelan, how are you doing, Phelan? Yeah, I'm alright. My camera doesn't appear to work, but I'm alright with it. will probably just click on at some point during the show or something, or something random like that. I'm not entirely sure. But it's okay. The people will have to make I'm do without it. your gorgeous looks. Instead, we will make do with the handsome ginger locks of Lee. How are you doing today, Lee? I'm very well, thank you. Not doing bad at all. Um, After coming home from my stuff. job. Your job, yeah ridiculous you know you should be dedicated solely to me at my beck and call whenever i want all of you i'm I'm just busy with this work in youtube life so yeah, big youtube star big youtube star right here went to an event yeah he did go to an event he's uh i did he did he's yeah. mixing up with the hoi polloi of the youtube elite and you may yeah. have heard his voice there. I am also joined this week by Tom. How are you, Tom? Uh, Bonne Sarah. Namaste. Yeah. C'est bien. Yeah. That's yeah. the answer. Mucho bueno. Si. Yeah, he's been to Italy, so he's trying to show off his That's Italian. That's the four words of Italian. Yeah. That and... Uno perla. Over so this is my ensemble. Yeah, some of us can speak some other languages too, you know. Of uh, of of my uh, of my esteemed colleagues. Uh, and as I said, this is our 2324. Yeah, that's right. Is that a question or a statement? <laughs> that's a bit right. 2324. <laughs> I'm not I'm not great with dates. I looked at my calendar. There's no year on it. I was like <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah we will be doing our predictions uh we did this last season me and tom have been doing this for a while now where we pick who we think are going to be champions our top four in the premier league cup winners champions league winners golden boot relegation promotion from the championship first manager sacked pfa player of the year and ballon d'or those are the categories most correct answers by the end of the season with the most points will win £10 from each of us. So there is a potential of £30 on the line. Tom, have you given yeah. Phelan his £10 that you owe him yet? Uh, no, because he has not sent me any details. Do you want me to personally deliver it to you myself? Or by carapage? I think you should, yeah. Mike, 
You Dad, should know this when you bet money. No, I won no. last time, so you can shut. I, I won with you. No, nobody won last time. Uh, no, you won a Mike, side how bet. Much, how yeah, much I did you like bet against me for Newcastle last season? No comment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> £30, no wasn't comment. it? Uh, keep going yeah. up. Was it 50 50 Beat a lot of You said Newcastle make 10 mistakes, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. Okay. And his first hand so, capitulated. I'd have won 50 quid for his first capitulated. Why did you not bet on that happening? <laughs> this <laughs> is the we're talking about, Mike. Exactly. That's, <laughs> the, that's the safest bet you could ever make. <laughs> it shows... It shows how bad you can rub it into Mike because we went to a Shoreham game on Saturday and their trophy cabinet can't even oh, fit you the trophies in. They and have me to top. partially thank for that. I worked for Shoreham for a little while as well. So I was the goalkeeper coach there. So you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, with that being said, let us begin. And we are going to start at the tippy top of the Premier League, the champions who we have come the end of this season. Let us start in alphabetical order. So let's go, Lee. Get the ball in the way. Yeah. Yeah, you could say Arsenal would give him a challenge, but no, Man, Man City are going to win it again. When you've got Harden, it's already guaranteed probably golden boot again this season. It's, it's hard you're not to... You're getting ahead spoilers, man. Stop, just slow down, man. I know you're eager, but <laughs> slow it down. You've got you gotta, you gotta, you gotta to give the, you know, the audience a little, uh, you know, a little je ne sais quoi, a little back... But I'm going. I'm going Man City champions. Okay. Uh, what letter comes next? Uh, would it be me? <laughs> trying to think alphabetically. Shut up. Uh, I also have Man City. I was going to say depends on which name you for me you use, but Harry. No feeling, of course. Yeah, yeah. Say <laughs> what? Um, yeah, I, I have Man City down uh, as well for, for Champions. I, I really don't see anyone particularly pushing them either. I think they're probably going to coast it this season, to be honest with you. I think it's going to be pretty much a stroll in the park uh, for, for them this season. Yeah. So, yeah, let's see what Phelan thinks. What does Phelan think? Okay. Yeah, nice and easy. same reasons. reasons as, yeah, pretty much reasons as described. So, Tom, you're going to be different. You're going to bat the same. I would love to be the contrarian, but you know, uh, last season broke me, and I, I can't possibly, in good faith, go with anyone else other than Man City. Um, I would love to think Arsenal could do the same as we did last season. Um, I don't think. Newcastle can step up. Um, definitely don't think Man United can step up. Um, maybe Liverpool, but at the moment I can't see anyone other than Man City really 
um, in this league at the moment. So we're all pretty much comfortably saying City, like not even like being challenged. It seems we're all we're all under agreement that it seems it's going to be quite simple for him this season. Yeah, at the moment looks like it. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see. Fair enough. Well, how about we round out the top four then, shall we? Uh, let's start with Phelan this time. So, you can do it in order if you like Phelan, or remember, you will get a point for any team in any of the top four positions, so it doesn't matter too much. But if you want to give it to us in order, just makes it a little bit more interesting. Yeah, I'm going to go with City, Arsenal, Liverpool, and then uh, United over United. That'd be my top four. No, sorry, you cannot say United over United. That that that's not gonna work. Over Newcastle. Now. Right. I said United you. over Newcastle United. Oh, I just yeah. heard United over United. That doesn't like mm, no. <laughs> I was like, yeah, th- previously that would work, but I, I don't think you can do that <laughs> now. So like that's that's not an acceptable answer. Uh alright, Tom, who have you got? Uh, yep, so uh, Man City obviously win the league, got Liverpool second, uh, Arsenal third, and Newcastle fourth. I'm not that confident about Newcastle fourth at the moment, but looking at their competition, I could see them doing it again. I think Spurs possibly look good at the moment, but just at the moment, you know, what's going to happen the rest of the season, so yeah, I can't. It's when, it's when uh, the excrement right hits the spinning thing with Spurs, isn't it? That will we survive? Yeah, Newcastle is going to be about how they deal with the Champions League group. Yeah, and that. so I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump in ahead of Lee for this because I, I have a remark with regards to that. Everyone's going to go last, Lee. Don't worry. It's not, it's nothing to do with, with your beauty or anything like that. You're, you're a sexy well, man. I mean, yeah. So I'm just going to touch upon the thing that the guys were saying with Newcastle here. So I've put Newcastle in fourth as well. But that was a bit of a toss-up for me. And it wasn't... I personally would not be massively surprised if Villa finished fourth this season. I... I could see that happening. And there was... I was very questionable of this. I was like, "Mm, if Newcastle stick with Howe, then they'll probably be okay. But like I said on one of our previous shows, if they pull the trigger on him and panic quickly, then it could go very wrong very quickly for Newcastle. And I think that would potentially give Villa the opportunity to get in there. The only other one I had was... um, a bit of a spoiler, so I'm not going to say that. But it was a choice between three teams for me. But I did go with Newcastle. The thing I'd say with Villa is Emery does love a good European Cup run. So I feel like they potentially go very deep in that, they will, uh, in, yeah. that top, in the Conference League, which may just pull on their league form towards the end of the season. I mean, maybe, but it could also have the other effect that they get yeah, no, some I'm, results and it can give them a bit of confidence and they get a bit of form going and I would also say that they've been away to two of the top six already and been spanked in both games yes I don't know I don't I don't necessarily look at form this early on as that much of a just indicator. feel like he's built a team to win I feel like he's built a team to win in Europe rather than to finish 
um, in the office, uh, fifth, after fifth in the Premier League. Yeah, potentially. I, I would agree with you, but I don't know. I just, I just, I think if you get that team rocking, they could do some good things. Um, and I look at the rest of the teams in the league and I think they could go on. They could step up to the next level potentially. If they will or not, I'm not sure, but I don't know. But I did go with Newcastle in the end, but it was a bit of a coin flip for me just because it all depends what Newcastle do with how, I think. Um, I have Arsenal in third. Uh, this time around, um, because I'm very, I'm not particularly confident with this bet anymore based on the results that have come, but I stuck my neck out on the line, uh, right at the beginning of the season and, and I'm a man of my word and I'm going to stick to it. I'm not going to back, back, backtrack now and say, I don't know what you were talking about. I never said that. Uh, I have Chelsea in second because. I, I did say, I did say that, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm going to stick my neck out on the line. I already said uh, at the beginning of the season, I think that Chelsea will probably be the closest challengers. Not necessarily that close, though. Um, I think Arsenal's last season was a bit of a fluke. I don't see them replicating that form. And I don't have Liverpool or United being anywhere near, personally. I think that Liverpool were my other tie-up for fourth. It was like, it was either going to be Villa, Newcastle or Liverpool. And I think Newcastle will probably just edge it. And then obviously see as champions. So Lee, you look like you have some things to say. So I'm going to pass the mic over to you. And you can bash as much as you want. Feel free. <laughs> but then after that, I need your top four, please. I've, I've got to say, I do not see Chelsea finishing anywhere near top six. Nah, me neither now, but... Seventh, seventh will be a good season for them this season, if, if they were going to get anywhere, because they're showing problems already. I know we're only, I know we're only a few games in, but there's, there's no, they're not playing together, they're playing Individually, and I think it's I think it's going to take Pep more than a season to get uh not Pep Poch sorry more than a season to get that team moulded to what he wants. Um, I can't see Chelsea finishing above Liverpool and Newcastle. Um, also looking at their first eleven, doesn't it? That strong, really. You know, I don't even know if he knows what his first eleven is at the moment, though. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Could you could find a system that works and could all click together, but I don't know. I think, like a goal I think that Lee's right, though. I think that I think it will come together and click eventually, but I think it will just be too late by that point, and and you know they'll stabilise around mid-table, something like that. But like I said, I, I said, I I I put my neck on the line, and I'm happy to live and die by my decisions, man. I I said this. Before the season started, I've said it on this show, so I can't turn around now and go, yeah, I don't think they will. But, you know, I mean, I don't. I don't think that they will now, but 
I who's going to go second? I mean, I guess you could put Arsenal second, Newcastle third, and then Liverpool or Villa fourth. But I don't know. Well, my my top four, mm-hmm. and I'll go from fourth to first. I'm going Brighton fourth. I knew it. I knew it. I only because yeah. only because of That's the players, enough, the, the players they have signed this yeah. season, and they haven't they haven't just rushed to buy players. They've actually brought quality in that has already made a difference to that team, and that's a team, the Brighton team. You can tell aren't missing McAllister and definitely aren't missing Caicedo. So I, I see I see Brighton doing doing well. I say I, I could see Brighton fourth. They could be one of the the teams that you don't even think about all season, and then they creep in there. I'm happy to put them in top six, but much like Phelan said earlier. Europe might kill them this season. It's a very small squad. It's not a big okay. squad. It's okay. not a big squad, no. But, like, like you, Rich, I'm going to put my neck on the line. Okay. I, 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 I can I'm going, that. I'm going Brighton fourth, Liverpool third, Arsenal second, and obviously Man City winners. I think if you, I think if you look at the top end of the table this season, it looks very competitive and difficult to get anywhere. You know, you say pick a top ten in order, and you'd be like, "There's quite a few teams that could finish in yeah. decent positions." But then it's a lot the of them are historical teams. Calling the top ten is almost as difficult as calling the bottom as calling the bottom half of the league because just how interchangeable some of those teams are. Yeah. yeah. Well, what a beautiful segue feeling. That was fantastic. Uh, thank you very much. You set me up perfectly. Let's talk about relegation then, shall we? We've talked about the top end. Let's talk about the bottom end. Let's go Tom first. Um. So nothing I've seen from Luton so far suggests that they're going to be competitive. Um. I wouldn't go as far as Garth Brooks and say they're going to be down by Christmas. But, um, I don't know. Not looking good so far. Um, I don't think they've really strengthened that much in the summer. I think Ross Barkley's probably the star signing, isn't it, really? And that's, that's they're saying, using like, the word star is that strange. That's saying something. Uh, well, the next England slash change play for England in the World Cup. So, you know, I guess that's as good as losing the goal. Remember when he was the next Jude Bellingham? Or the first next Jude Bellingham, yeah. do you remember that? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just, just trying to put that out there for anyone who, you know, all the people that are saying basically Bellingham is a god and Birmingham don't look so silly for retiring his number now. Just, just. <laughs> I'd say Bellingham's already done more in his career than Buckley has, but that's just me. Um, uh, Sheffield United as well. Um. They look pretty good against Man City. Almost got a draw out of that game, but um, again, the squad doesn't look that you know, stacked or anything. But some of the signings don't inspire confidence, so I've got to go for those two. Sheffield United, Luton, 
the third one was the the hard one to pick, and I went uh, arms and hard over this, over the the third one, and uh, narrowed it down to four teams: uh, Borough, Wolves, uh, Fulham, and the team I'm going for is uh, Everton. Uh, I think this is going to be the year for Everton so far. They look pretty uh, as abysmal as usual. Um, yeah, can't really see them pulling anything off. Summer signings look uninspiring again. Not a very good first eleven. They got rid of Alex Aboyobi, who's been one of their better players uh, the last couple of seasons. Uh, Loftus Cheek's always injured. Know where the goals are coming from? I don't know. Thanks. They gotta go down at some point, so I'm gonna say this shit. Fair enough, Lee. Care to elaborate? Care to oh, argue? Yeah, to do anything else? I I would probably say I couldn't see Everton going down. I think they will. They will start to 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 pick up pick up results this season. Because I think you know, um, there, there you go. It could happen. It's typical. Yeah, that could be, you know, the the the, the start they need. But yeah, I, I think Everton will be fine. I think Sean Dyche is, is this going to be his first full season as Everton manager? Yeah. Yeah. So you know, he had he had half of last season to to sort what he wanted to sort. He's now got his first full season. So I think I think they'll be fine. I think Everton Everton will stay up, and I think. I think Wolves will just, just break it. They they won't be up there. They won't, they won't be like 14th, 15th sort of thing. It'll be 17th and they're survived by a point, two points at the most. Okay. So who have you got going down then? So I've got, obviously, Luton. Uh... Forest and Sheffield United. Tom, uh, Phelan, sorry, even. Have you put Spurs down to be relegated? No, I have not. But I am sticking mm. my neck on the line to try and make the relegate this. Because obviously everyone's going to have the same two relegated teams. But I am going to put my neck on it and say Luton will finish with the lowest points tally in oh. Prem history. Yeah, he has said that previously, though, so... He's put his balls where our mouth are as well. Wait, what? He says it to me. <laughs> mul- he says it to me multiple times. We got about. Yeah, it. yeah. And I have said it on here as well. Like Richie with the Chelsea team, and you know, sticking to that, I am going to stick to this. And having seen them for the first few games of the season, they've done absolutely nothing to make me even reconsider that notion. I've got Sheffield United next, and then. Uh, I've gone for Wolves. Okay. I, um, I've gone for Wolves. So, Wolves were... I, I had two choices that I was I was dead set on. Yeah. Wolves were one of the teams that I was like, ah, it could be this, it could be them, it could be them. Um, I don't rate Gary O'Neill fantastically highly, as we said on the season review. Yeah, as you've said before, yeah. However, they've looked all right, Wolves. They they haven't looked 
terrible. They've looked pretty decent. They just don't have anyone that can put the ball in the net. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to be their biggest Achilles heel. Yeah, and I've decided between Wolves and Everton. I've been flip-flopping on that pretty much most of the season. Um, And if it wasn't for what Everton did on deadline day, as the player Lee kind of alluded to earlier... That's the only reason why I've gone for. That's one of the main reasons why I've gone for Wolves over Everton. Everton will get goals, and I just I don't see where Wolves' goals are coming from. They had numerous chances against United. All right, yeah, they should have had the penalty that wasn't given, but they should have killed the game off before the penalty. And and I just just don't I just don't see them scoring a lot of goals. I just I don't think the bottom three is even going to be that close. So. I'm going to ask you a question. Name an FM Wonder Kid that's ever actually been really good in real life. Because that's basically what you're basing this whole argument on, is that he was really good on Football Manager. And I'm like, yeah, great. But that doesn't usually translate to real life. (laughs) But I think... if you watch the game, the, if you watch Everton against Sheffield United, he does give them a, a different attacking dynamic, which I think Sean Dyche will build, will build around. And let's face it, Everton have been in the pro- most of the problems that Everton have had is because Dominic Calvert-Lewin can't stay on the pitch for more than 20 minutes. They now have somebody that's going to stay, that can stay on the pitch for more than 20 minutes and will get goals in the physical style that Dyche likes to play. I think he's, I think he's kind of the perfect forward for that system and that setup, and he will, and they will get goals. And they, they mean they've got just about enough about them defensively that uh, you'll keep them in games. Pickford is still, you know, as for as much as all of his faults, he he will keep them in games. He he won't. He, if they go down, he won't be the reason they go down. No, I don't. But, I, but don't I don't. I don't. No, I don't. Pickford isn't going to be the reason that they get relegated. Oh, spoilers, by the way. I've got them in my bottom three. Um, uh, but because... I just think when you look at the two teams overall, Wolves are Wolves are not as good of a team as what Everton are. Disagree and... entirely. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wolves and they played each other a couple of weeks ago. I, I disagree, yeah. I... I... I think the Wolves look a better footballing side than Everton do. They just need someone that can put the ball in the net. But during that yeah, time, they might be, they a, will, they might yeah, be but, a better. They might be a slightly better footballing side, but are they going to be able to grind out results? And I don't think they that, will. That's what I I'm saying. Is I think to grind results out, which is I, why I've got Wolves to go down. I don't know. I, th- I don't see Everton grinding results. I don't see Everton being mentally strong enough to do that. They'll they'll go down 1-0 in a game and before you know it, it'll be 3-0. You know, they, they, they don't look like the kind of team that can claw themselves back out from the mire. And, you know, Pickford is, is, is a good goalkeeper. But, you know, when you're saving like, you know, 30 or 40 shots a game, Eventually, most of them are going to go in. You know, there's 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 only so much that one man can do, and and I don't see it. from the games that I've seen so far this season, Everton do not look like a strong defensive side to me that can grind out a, a result. Um, that's why I've put them in my bottom three as well. Um, 
But, you know, that's what we're all here for. We're all here to, to disagree. Absolutely. The proof will be at the end of the season, won't it? Exactly, yeah. Um, I personally think the Wolves have got enough about them that they can, you know, someone will be able to nick a goal here and there. You know, I mean, that's my that's my belief anyway. I think that they need to play uh, Huang a lot more. He looks decent when he comes on, but he just comes on off the He's bench. So right now, yeah, but they he just starts on the bench all the time, and I'm not quite sure why, but maybe that'll change. Um, Luton, uh, obviously another one of my picks. Uh, I fear. Feeling might be right, and that they're really going to struggle because I think that they've had the kind of start that we said a few weeks ago would kill them if it happened. Um, where it's been big scoring games, and that's going to be demoralizing, and and then to lose your first game at home as well. If you're thinking about turning that place into a fortress, now I know West Ham, you might consider West Ham a bigger team than Luton, but if you're Luton, you've got to be thinking that's a game we can at least draw at home in a. Yeah, they need to capitalise on that first game of the season at home with the crowd behind them. That was something they really needed to take. It wasn't like and Man just... City rocking up and going, well, we're probably going to lose that one anyway. You know, yeah. it's, it's a team that you look at and you think, we got a chance, you know, so. And we'll see how they do at home with Sheffield United, Wolves, Fulham. Yeah, the teams especially. around them, obviously, will be more of a barometer, but I still think that losing your first ever Premier League game at home. Badly as well. Not only to the team that you did, but in the manner that you did as well, is probably yeah. going to knock your confidence quite a lot. But. Hopefully I'm wrong. I don't. I I think that they'll go down, but I hope that they don't go down with like a lowest points total ever, just because you know that would be quite sad. Um, and the last team is one team that I was umming and R in. I was umming and R in between Wolves, Sheffield United, and Bournemouth. Um, you could have also potentially maybe put Fulham in there for me as well, but I've decided to go with Bournemouth this time around because um, like I say end second of last season, season second season yeah but end of last season I don't even think they looked that good I know that you and Tom were saying you know that oh Gary O'Neill did a great job there keeping them up and I agree with you he did but like I said I don't think they ever looked comfortable I don't know they they had lucky results in the end of last season yeah and I, I think that a lot of that probably came down to a, a bit of a togetherness, maybe with the manager as well. And the fact that he's gone, the team might be a bit like, well, why? Why did he go? What the hell's going on? You know, I, don't, I don't know. But I just, yeah, I, I, I have a feeling. I have a feeling. Upon, upon reflection on last season as well, the bottom six were so close together that it only took about three or four results and they literally pulled themselves halfway up that bottom half of the table, didn't you? So... That that was the thing. It was only yeah, case. It was so tightly packed. Yeah, it's like when um we were talking and 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 like Tom was saying like, well, they finished comfortably out of the relegation zone. They were safe, you know, along. And I was like, yeah, but 
I just felt like it was there were worse teams than them rather than they were better than the teams around them, which is a really stupid way of saying it. It doesn't make a lot of sense when I say it out loud, but I know what I mean. <laughs> I know I know what you mean. They just got some momentum behind them and that literally carried them to some results. Yeah. We'll stick with the Premier League for the time being and we will go into Golden Boot. So, you are picking five players uh, for for this award and any five of them that finish within the top five will give you a point. So, let's go Tom first. Oh man, this is very hard this year, honestly. Uh, I mean, firstly, Harry Kane's gone. Uh, Ivan Tony's suspended for four months. Uh, and Cuckoo's injured till Christmas. So that's three of your potential ones gone already. Um, yeah, very tough, uh, choice this year. So obviously Haaland, uh, cause that's the obvious one. Um, Mohamed Salah. Um, uh, Son. Here's my third one. Um, Felix will love this one. <laughs> Sorry, what? I was waiting for it. I was gonna. I was wondering if you were gonna pick this guy. Gonna love this one, uh, Alexander Isak. Yeah, I bet That's you cool. ten pound that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and man, this is terrible. I'm not convinced about any of these choices other than Harlan and Salah. By the way, they're the only two that I'm convinced. The other one, I'm just hoping and praying that he. He does step up to his price tag, but I've gone for Hoyland as the fifth one. Okay. Does uh does anyone mind if I go next? Because I would like to. No, it's your show, So I uh it, yeah, good point. It's, no, it's not. It's it's our show. It's our. Show. <laughs> when it suits you. When it suits yeah, you. Yeah, I was going to say. Fairly <laughs> certain, it's your show. It's communism when I want it to be. And a dictatorship <laughs> when We've I got our own Putin in charge. Exactly. <laughs> you, oh, oh, I think I'm going to have to uh, kick Lee because uh, uh, he's making chemical weapons uh, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> it's, it's for the good of the show, guys. It's for the good of the show, all right? I'm trying to keep the, the security of the show in check. Um, so I would like to challenge you on uh, first of all Son yeah I'm not convinced I think that Tottenham look like a team this season where the goals are going to be quite spread out and they're yeah. going to come from a lot of different sources rather than one singular source um, I think that the I know that he I obviously still see him getting twenty goals in the season. I don't see him getting twenty. I I I I I see him getting something like seventeen in all competitions. I mean, bear in mind that we're already out of one, so you know. Um, I don't. Yeah, I see. I the way we we seem to be playing now, I see that the goals are coming from a lot of different places. I mean. You just need to look at how much the, you know, midfield and defence has scored already compared to up top, you know. 
So that is one. My big one that I'm probably going to get a lot of oohs from is uh, Salah. I do not have Salah in there this season. I... Ooh. Ooh. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I am... <laughs> I I see this as as, as a bit of his a, a bit a bit of a sunset for him. I said this when we were discussing a few weeks ago that Liverpool are not the same attacking team that they once were, and I think that that's reflected in Salah as well. Like I think that maybe he was only as good as he was by the players that were around him. Um, Do you think this is his last season? Yeah, I I think that he yeah. probably wants yeah. to go. Um, so I that that plays on my mind as well. That maybe he's just not going to be quite there this season, and maybe yeah, it's just I don't think Liverpool look as good as they have previously, and I don't think that Salah is the Salah that we had a few years ago. So, yeah, I've left him out. Um, I've obviously gone for Haaland as well. Um, I've also put Isaac in there. Um, Where's your believers? He looked, he, no, last season, yeah, he Number looked good. Nine. He looked good last season. You know, I'm not going to lie that. And hopefully if he stays fit this season, you'll think he's probably going to start ahead of Callum Wilson in most games. Yeah. And I if Callum Wilson so. can get into the top scorers, then there's no reason he can't. Um, however, I've put him in third and I've put Ollie Watkins in second. Interesting shout. Again, I feel that... Um, Villa, I think they're going to do quite good this season. I think they're going to do quite well. Um, and he is the focal point. Um, again, very much like Tom, I found it quite difficult to 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 choose. Um, I've put uh, uh, Julian Alvarez in there um, because Haaland's going to play most of the games, but. If you bring, even if you bring Alvarez on for a game, like, uh, like, uh, to rest Haaland or like as a substitute appearance, can you tell me that he wouldn't score in that city team? I mean, he already has this season, right? So, yeah, it looks like the kind of team that you could literally put anyone in up front and they'll probably get enough chances to eventually put the ball in the net. And Julian Alvarez is a good player in his own right. So, I'm quite happy to put him in, in there, I think. And without Kane, Son, Salah, <laughs> then, yeah, I think he's a pretty safe bet to put in there. And I've rounded it out with uh, Rashford because I don't think that Hoyland's going to score more than Rashford. And I don't think I, I I think, like I said, I think that Last season, he kind of showed that he pulled himself together a little bit more again. And I think that he might kick on this season. Just need to probably depend on what Man U's doing. That's the only difference. Like, he is capable of scoring yeah, goals. But if Man U are rubbish, then... That would be my concern with my thing with Rashford. It's 
how good is the support going to be around Rashford to put him in a position to score those goals? Yeah, that's that's the only concern I have as well. But I needed someone to round out my top five. I didn't believe in all the others. I said that I personally thought Rashford might be able to do it this season. I mean, considering who was it? The lowest of the five last season had like 12 goals? Something like that? Um, so, Callum Wilson, sixteen, wasn't it? Yeah. Sixteen with Wilson. Was it sixteen? I mean, I yeah, sixteen. Uh, yeah. I mean, you'd say around about fifteen. You're usually okay to be in the top five, I'd say. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. That's uh, that's 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 my my choice for top scorers. Uh, let's go with Lee next, unless Phelan has something more thematically in line. Um, I mean, I've got a wild card, but I've got a real wild card in mind. Okay, a wild card is fine. Let's go with Lee now. Let's go with Lee next. Right, so I've gone, obviously, Harlan, as we all do, and I've gone Son, Salah, Wilson, and a, a real wild one, Mr. Darwin Nunes. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good shout. Didn't think about Nunes. It is not a good shout at all. (laughs) (laughs) The absolute look of disgust on Richard's face when you said that. Darwin Nunes, I think, will have more of a game time at Liverpool this year. And I think we'll, with Salah and Luis Luis Diaz, I think we'll... uh, I like it, I like it. Because yeah, Cody, Cody Capco, even though that isn't really, I'd like to see doing much. I think Nunez is. I think Richard's glitch, his head's just rolling from side to side. I think I mean, I think, yeah. I think it is. I think Nunez is going to have a season this year. All players no, need a, a season to settle. His and then... first choice for three is Diaz, Salah, Jota. So he's always going to play Jota ahead of Nunes anyway. And then you'd say, if any of those three go down, the first choice to up there is going to be Gakpo. And then Nunes is probably bottom of that pecking order, I would say. Klopp seems to have a massive hard-on for Jota. He loves the guy. And he is definitely, behind Salah, his first choice. It's 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 Salah, Jota... Uh, no, you disagree? Yes. Diaz second choice. You reckon Diaz up? No, no. And the only reason Jota isn't number one is because Salah's there and uh, you know, the fans love Salah. So so Klopp who needs yeah. to feed like a vampire off of the fans' support, you know, <laughs> sucks the the, the support of the fans. I've got to you know I've got to agree with Tom. I think he's he's, he's Nunez after. I will say one thing for you, Richard. If, if Nunes is not a regular starter, this could be a problem. Um, but, you know, he needs to have more games like the Newcastle game. If he has more games yeah. like that, he definitely if will he, be in more or less. Nunes will start a lot in Europe, potentially, and yeah. it depends on if he hits some form in Europe, whether he carries that over into the league. I did, I did go backwards and forwards on whether I was going to put Nunes in mine or not, but I, Spoilers didn't. 
for the kind of reason that Richard's described. I could, there is a scenario where if he does pick some form for Europe, that he could take that into the league across uh, kind of December, January, February, uh, with a decent run of games through there and could yet yeah, potentially. He has the ability to score goals. He showed that against Newcastle, but does it, it's the question mark is the consistency. Can he do it Salah's, consistently? That's it. Salah's, Salah's on his last leg. But the, so the thing is, is that the, the fans absolutely love him. They basically worship him, don't they? So Klopp isn't so going to drop him for that reason. No, I was going to say. Because Klopp no needs the fans to love play. him. That's how he sustains himself. You know, he doesn't eat food like you and I. He eats, like, love from fans. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, I think Jota is his out and out number one choice. He loves that guy. The only reason that Salah's ahead of him is because, like I said, he needs he needs sustenance. So that's the reason that it goes Salah, Jota, Diaz for me. I think Diaz is probably the one that he would be happy to swap out, but then I think he'll put Gakpo in ahead of uh, Nunes. I, then, I think that Darwin is the, is the bottom choice out of that out of that but, choice. Considering that there was a point where they were willing to get rid of him this transfer window, I don't think you can turn around and say no. Klopp really rates him. But then Salah isn't your out and out striker because he plays out on the wide. No, but he plays Jota in that role front. though, doesn't he? He doesn't play an out and out striker. This is the whole reason that he stopped playing Firmino for that reason, because he doesn't want an out-and-out striker. He wants someone that can drop in, get involved, drop out wide, get, you know, like, he wants a uh, uh, an eye oh, out rotate in front three, doesn't he? he? That's what he wants. He wants everyone, everywhere, and nowhere all at the same time, because, you know, Klopp's a magician. And, you know, ooh, magic. Well, one thing I will say is, uh, listening to those names, I think Liverpool are the strongest attack in the league. It's just putting it all together. On paper? And, yeah. On paper, probably, but I don't think that Klopp can get the best out of them because the way he plays. I, like I said, I said before, I, I agree with you. Nunes is a number nine, uh, and then two players outside of him. I think that could be a great combination. Probably not Salah, because I think Salah's towards the end. But Diaz and um, Jota? I reckon that could be a really decent front three. Nunes is your number nine, you know. I'd agree, but that's not what Klopp's going to do. Klopp doesn't want a big number nine. He wants he 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 wants false nines. He wants Fabregas's all over the field. Yeah, but you know, um, like I said, we'll we will see come the end of the season. Feeling it's got a feeling top five, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, like everybody, I've gone for Haaland. I don't think there's a debate about that. Uh, I have picked Salah, just purely because I don't see the scenario where he doesn't ever play and he will still score goals with the way that that Liverpool team was built, as we've just had that discussion. Uh, I've gone for my boy, Isaac. Your boy? <laughs> my boy, Isaac. Yeah. Boy. Um, and then these last two, I kind of went backwards and forwards on quite a lot because, as Tom alluded to earlier, this is actually a lot harder than it initially first seemed to pitch the round out five. So I have gone for Alvarez, mm-hmm. purely because he's their point of difference. If it's not coming from Haaland, it's probably going to come from Alvarez. He's already shown a couple of times this season. And uh, like you said, Rich, 
a striker in that team is going to get goals, whether it's Haaland or whether it's Alvarez, whoever's on that pitch, they're both world class. They will score goals, and I do see a scenario where if it's not work, if it's not working with Haaland for 70 minutes against a tiring defence, he swaps them out for Alvarez. Alvarez is more likely to put the running in behind in those last kind of 20 minutes, and he'll score goals. He yeah, will get goals. He will get late winners. Um, so I put him in, and then lastly I went for an absolute wild card because I just could not pick somebody that I was completely comfortable with, so I haven't picked on. Uh, I've gone for Evan Ferguson. Ooh. I'm on complete wild card. Yeah, yeah. decent shout. You know, if we're talking Callum Wilson gets, was, in, was in there with 16 goals last season. I don't see a scenario where he doesn't get goals. And I wanted to just throw a wild card into the mix because, you know, I got trashed last year for Isaac and I was proved right. So, you know. No, I, I get, I get the thinking again. behind a wild card. I do, I do <laughs> totally get that. Um, I, I, I would say that I've probably done two Watkins and Rashford. You know, I, I do appreciate a wild card. I love that. So, you know, round of applause for that. The only difference I would say between Wilson and Ferguson is that Wilson was a proven Premier League talent before he was made the out-and-out guy. You know, oh, yeah. so... No, I'm just I saying, can... in terms of, like, if Wilson was in that top five with 16 goals, I'm not saying that Wilson's not a great player. I'm just saying, if you're looking at where it was, 16 goals got you into that top five. I can see that scenario where he ends up with 16 goals across the season with Brighton with heavy rotation with Europe. That he could be the bottom of that five on kind of 16, 15. The only thing I would say is that he's a young kid. Two or three games without a decent performance could crush him. And then oh, he's gone completely. That's the only, that's what I'm trying to say is that Callum Wilson has the, the, the playing experience that he knows if he goes two or three games without scoring, it doesn't matter. There will come one eventually. Try telling that to a kid who all of a sudden is scoring hat tricks, you know, in like his what eighth start or something like that. I mean, if he goes a couple of games without scoring, he's going to start thinking, you know, oh, I'm not good enough for this level. You know, maybe not consciously, but subconsciously. And then I can see him just completely tailing off. That's the only thing I would say with regards to that, is that I think that that's a very risky wild card for that reason. Like, I would personally put Nunez over Ferguson in that position for that reason. Not because well, I don't think you know. Ferguson's good. Ferguson looked great and we had this discussion previously, Lee, didn't we? That I said yep. I would be very, very excited to have that player in my team coming through. He looks yeah. like a genuine talent. But because he's young, he still needs to trip over those hurdles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah and exactly. I'm, not, I'm not that in that the slightest. Um, and I did literally just go, decide I was going to pump for an absolute wild card over something like somebody a little bit more established. Because I, you know, I was having, I was going back and forth with this. This is probably the, the category that took me the longest to kind of decide. And a little bit, I mean, I could have put Son in there, but I feel like Spurs is going to share the goals rounds. Mm. And he's never been the most consistent goal scorer, as proven yeah. by, you know, Last season, you kind of fell off the edge of a cliff. 
season before I mean, that. He just, consistently you know, gets really into good. the teams, but yeah, if you compare that to the season where he won the Golden Boot, it's like he he's you know that was a one off out of the, the box drop season, and the drop off was considerable, yeah. and not having a Harry Kane there, there is a lot more focus on him from defenders. So I feel like that he's either potentially going to end up with a lot of assists or be the decoy that's allowing um, the midfield to get more goals. Yeah, that's how I see it other players into space to to score goals. So, and I thought about Nunes, but I'm a little bit like you. Klopp doesn't doesn't fancy it, just doesn't want to use it. And, you know, and I've already alluded, there is a scenario where it could happen, but you would have to carry some form from a couple of European games to really displace Jota because he's loved Jota since the minute you brought him into the team. He effectively like displaced Firmino in that devastating yeah. front three. So, uh, so yeah, I just decided I'm just going to pick a complete night of world card and see what happens. No, love it. Applaud that. Very well done. I'm happy with that. Um, uh, speaking of uh, sharing the goals around, uh, no one had Arsenal in the predictions here. And no, again, because I, I see no. them, Light yeah. Up. You still have Gabby Jesus, who is very capable of, of getting yeah. that, for sure. But they also look... I mean, I said Gabby Jesus because I last season, because he was good. He was a good player in a City side that never really gave him the shot. And you always thought, if he goes to another team that can create, he'll get goals. Easy. A bit like Sterling when we said last season, you know. He's now stepped out yeah. of the shadow of other players around him. He now has the opportunity to be the man. But then watching how Arsenal play, I think even if you put Jesus in that role, they're still going to share the goals around yeah. everyone. I mean, Saka's going to come in with quite a few. Um, it's the same reason why I didn't pick Son. If I was going to pick anyone in the Arsenal team, I probably would have picked Saka. But I just think they're just going to share the goals around too much, and it's just going to dilute one person's overall monopoly on it. Same same thing yeah, with Spurs, uh, you know? Yeah. yeah. I would love to pick Jesus, but I can't live in... I think he fits into the team well. I just don't think he's going to be like a main... I feel... I feel like... Jesus become more of the provider than the goal scorer with his yeah. kind of using his physical presence to uh, hold the ball up, bring in the wingers because that's a lot of where Arsenal's goals do tend to come from. Or play the ball back to Odegaard, who's you know contributed quite a significant number of goals. So, hmm. I suppose I should put some respect on Enketia's name, but he's I can't see it. Not consistent enough. Yeah, I I don't think that he'll get there. He he'll be your he'll be your Ferguson uh, wild card if you if you wanted to do that I think but yeah. right okay nice quick one uh, let's go PFA Player of the Year has anyone picked anyone other than Haaland again yes okay right well you know my that, answer so there you go now that's got to be a wild card selection in itself isn't it <laughs> uh, Phelan Lee are you are you both on Haaland or have you got different people as well yeah no I've got Haaland. Okay, yeah, so let's just turn it over to Tom. Off we go. You might, you might as well just call it the Erling Haaland show for the next 10 years. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, Haaland's the obvious answer, isn't it? But I wanted to go a bit different um, for this one. I'm going to go for the same answer. Um, talk about riding off into the sunset. 
uh, with a, um, one more incredible season. I'm going to go for Mohamed Salah for PFA Player of the Year. No. Yeah. Just doing that shaky head thing again. No, my my only other choice for Player of the Year would have been De Bruyne, just because everyone loves De Bruyne, and and he's getting to the age now where he might start not making so many appearances for City, and that tends to be when everyone starts loving City players. Like, oh, how underrated has David Silva been for the past 15 years he's been at City? But I've only just noticed in this season, now that it looks like he might be leaving the league soon, all of a sudden he's amazing. You know, that everyone seems to have that kind of syndrome with City players. And I think that this is the season De Bruyne is probably the last season he's going to be an established starter week in, week out. I think that coming towards... Yeah, but come towards the end of this season, they're going to start, I think, trying to... He, he's not going to be first name on the team sheet so much anymore, I, I, I think. And I think that that's when it looks like he'll start to be wrapped up and sent off somewhere else, you know. So that would have been my only other choice, but I don't think that this will be that season. I personally think it'll be next season that everyone's like... oh. Isn't De Bruyne amazing? Oh my god, I've never noticed how good looking he is before. You know, you clearly yeah, have. I see a scenario where it could have been De Bruyne, <laughs> especially if he comes back from injury and you know, big assists and big games. That it's not about. It's not always about your form during the season. It's about your form when it kind of when it's visible. Those last two or three months. Yeah, yeah that's what for. Right? There is yeah. one player that no one sort of thought about. PFA and how you've all forgotten him, I do not know. But Harry Maguire, yeah, Calvin yeah. Phillips. I mean, come oh, on, Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> four games for City. I mean, come on, Gareth Southgate would pick him. Yeah, exactly. His choice, him and Maguire, player of the year. So, Mohamed Salah, player of the year. Take it from me. Any particular reason for that? This is last season, probably in English football. And yeah, so so the same reason why I think that De Bruyne will probably win it next season. Yeah, okay, yeah, I get it. Maybe. Maybe. We we the the PFA tend to love doing that kind of thing, don't they? Like, oh, I've never noticed this player before, but all of a sudden this is his last season in the Premier League, and oh my god, isn't he great? We'll give him. It's like a lifetime achievement yeah. award now, really, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, and Harley can't win it every year. He might get injured. Who knows? You don't know. Here's hoping. Yeah, here's hoping so. And there's plenty more clubs out on the ball. Take it to the corner flag. No more questions from the local rag. Or hiding from the angry wags. you like this check out terrifying tom on apple podcasts google play and spotify part of rich tea entertainment